Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by Chef Fred Ramos and Julia Zhu of Bar Roma. Bar Roma specializes in house-made pastas, a variety of meatballs, and other Roman-inspired dishes. They also feature a daily happy hour from 5 to 6.30 p.m., which offers half-price appetizers and meatballs. You can find this Zagat-rated, must-try Italian restaurant at 5101 North Clark. Welcome, Julia and Chef. Thank you so much for joining us here in Bar Roma today. Um, so we like to start if you could both tell us a little bit about yourselves and your background. Hi, I'm Julia Zhu, and my previous life before Bar Roma, I was a commercial banker, VP at the Citibank. Then I, it's, it's kind of my dream, and I always like have own the own restaurant of my retirement, which happened three years ago. Then we planned this seat, and Chef Fred and join us, our team, in studying and planning the seats. Um, so people always asking me why Chinese lady want to open a uh, Italian restaurant that it's uh, it, the story traced back back to my partner uh, Howard Davis who used to be the partner at the KDK they own the Vivo Marche Red Light and uh, operas uh, you know a lot group of a restaurant and he always said after a financial reset um, downturn only Italian restaurant is uh, sustainable then we also like the Andersonville um, neighborhood. We come here quite often. Then we love uh, this neighborhood, the vibe, uh, diversity, and that the you know uh, and, and provider in this neighborhood. So that's our that's how we seek in the location in here. Then um, luckily, um, about a little of about three years ago, then we kind of uh, find them perfect spot on the clock street and common street that's how we started people i would say well italian restaurants so i would say first i said it's recession proof and uh, people can eat italian food twice three times a day uh, a week i mean i'm up for italian three times a day <laughs> yeah yes and uh, secondary i was like i always say chinese we always i uh, love a uh, so we always believe that uh, uh, spaghetti pasta is invented by Chinese and uh, exported by Marco Polo. That's my story, <laughs> whether you believe or not. <laughs> That's how uh, uh, this restaurant was uh, initiated. Hi, my name is Fred Ramos, uh, chef at Bar Roma. Um, I started my culinary career uh, at Kendall College in Evanston. I graduated in 2000 with the uh, bachelor's degree in international culinary arts. I uh, worked in a number of different restaurants here in the city, uh, Maggiano's Little Italy, Printer's Row, Joko, Pili Pili, uh, Angelina, just to name a few. Um, we opened Bar Rum about two, two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, serving homemade pastas, wood-grilled meats, um, five different meatballs on the menu. Um, that's, that's where we're at right now. And as you said, um, Bar Roma specializes in meatballs. Can you tell us a little bit more about the menu? Uh, I think our best-selling meatball is going to be the beef meatball. Beef, uh, we do beef cheeks in there as well, which we slowly braise. Um, all the meatballs are going to have bread, cheese, eggs. Um, in the beef meatball, it's going to be Parmesan pecorino cheese. And I think what makes it special is those beef cheeks that we braise and fold into the mix. 
Uh, I think second best selling meatball is going to be the pork meatball, spicy pork belly meatball. That's going to be spiced with a number of different ingredients, uh, Asian inspired ingredients, soy sauce, ginger, tofu, cilantro, um, Calabrian peppers to give it some spice, pork belly is in there as well. And then the third meatball we have is the veal sweetbread meatball, sweetbreads of the thigh, miscellaneous of the baby calf. And uh, that's going to be spiced with thyme, all veal, uh, caramelized onions in all the meatballs. Um, and then we have the chicken meatball. Chicken meatball is spiced with cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, pistachios, and uh, we use chicken thighs in the chicken meatballs to give it a uh, nice chicken flavor. And the fifth meatball is going to be the uh, vegetarian meatball, which we just added to the menu. We use the impossible protein mix and incorporate mushrooms and spinach vegetables in there as well and cheese and eggs to bind it all together. Bread as well in the meatballs. But that's the meatball side of it. And we know that you also make all of the pastas here in-house as well. What is that process like? And do you know how many bags of flour you go through in a month? Types of pasta. I think when we talk about the homemade pasta, you have to first mention that pasta maker. I think we open with two of them. Um, Very, very, what's the word we're looking for? Tedious job. It's the same pastas every week. We do about, there's 40 orders of spaghetti on a pan. We do six pans a week. So about 240 orders of spaghetti served a week. So that's going to be our best-selling pasta is the handmade spaghetti. And then we do paparelli pasta, which is the wide ribbon noodle. Uh, black fettuccine squid ink um, is another pasta we make. Tortellinis are the other pasta. We're using a butternut squash filling these days. Uh, that changes seasonally. Uh, we do a homemade lasagna. Uh, we do the potato gnocchis. But those are going to be the three or the four handmade pastas that we do. We also have a bucatini on the menu. Um, The question was flour. Well, we use three different kinds of flour. One's a double zero flour. One's a semolina flour. One's a durum wheat flour to make the different pastas, to give them different textures. Uh, A lot of eggs and a lot of uh, manpower goes into mixing of the pastas and the rolling of the doughs. Um, But, yes, spaghetti is our best-selling pasta, hands down. And do you have a favorite dish on the menu that you like to make? And what about eat? This question goes, the eating question goes to both of you. Okay. Uh, the question is often asked, what's your favorite thing to cook? What's your favorite thing in the menu? It's like asking a parent, who's your favorite child? I think my favorite go-to pasta would be the paparelli pasta with the braised oxtail ragu. That's always a winner. Uh, wide ribbon noodles with this oxtail sauce that we make. Slowly braised oxtail with celery, carrots, onions, red wine. A little cocoa powder is a secret ingredient. Um, tomato and veal slowly braised rosemary is the herb in there and then the oxtail super tender pulled off the bone served with a little bit of tossed with butter parmesan pecorino cheese uh i think a close second is going to be the tortelloni with the butternut squash sausage and sage butter those are the my favorites but i think every week in the meeting the best-selling pasta is spaghetti pomodoro is going to be our best-selling pasta the, the basics people always tend to go for the basic spaghetti meatballs uh cacio pepe is a close second um, but those are the, the best-selling pastas. But like I say, I really couldn't pick just one because they're all delicious. Yes, my favorite was like a chef said, my favorite is cacio e pepe. It's a simple. Um, um, the spaghetti is a handmade, uh, 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 housemade, handmade. So it's different texture than dry pastas. Then I love this simple dish and just with cheese, uh, pasta sauce, and... Uh, 
salt and pepper. Um, then with meatballs, my favorite is uh, veal sweetbread meatball. It's I would everybody ask me. I said it's not most popular one, but I think it's very unique one. You cannot find anywhere else if you like to have the veal sweetbread. But then only uh, in Baroma. Then you know, besides the pasta and meatballs, I would say our entree is very unique, and we have uh, the entree is like a pork chop. A lot of people love our pork chop. I have to eat once a week. Um, chef is uh, <laughs> smiling because I'm Chinese. But it's not besides me. If you ask a lot of people, like uh, Scott in the, uh, uh, from uh, Simon, he always tell a break, go have pork chop in Baroma. So I know you already spoke to this a little bit, Julia, but what brought you and Howard to open Baroma in Andersonville? And what has it been like to be an owner in this neighborhood? And then, Chef, what has it been like to be a chef in this neighborhood? Yes, um, I, I said we love this neighborhood because we, we regular diner in this neighborhood. But when opening the restaurant, I no at the beginning before opening, I was kind of a little hesitant. I, I, I'm not sure if, I, you know, a Chinese ladies open uh, uh, Italian restaurant. It just doesn't f- fit like a normal criteria. So, but uh, once we opened it, then I just felt I very grateful. I felt like I was embraced by the neighborhood and people really have like a, because the diversity base of the neighborhood, they welcome everyone. Even the Chinese is running the Italian restaurant. The people always joking on that, but it was laugh, big laughing after that. Um, so for me, I really feel with success we have, it's because of the patron in this neighborhood and brought like a broad based diversity people, different people coming in and out. And uh, my philosophy before I open the restaurant, I always say, I want to make this place, it's like a, you are friend's home, your neighbor's home. I want everybody comes in just like go to friend's home and cozy, friendly environment and have nice food and a glass of wine. Immediately before Bar Roma, I was uh, the chef at La Briola, Michigan Avenue. So to compare the two neighborhoods, the two restaurants, a downtown restaurant compared to a neighborhood Anderson restaurants night and day. Uh, before that, I was at Angelina for eight years, which is Lakeview. Again, neighborhood restaurant, uh, sister restaurant to Andersonville. Um, but I really enjoy Andersonville. The, the neighborhood's great. Uh, I much prefer, rather prefer a uh, neighborhood restaurant compared to a downtown restaurant uh, because you get to really know the customers and the uh, clientele. The other point I would say, this neighborhood with the Chamber of Commerce of Andersonville, it's, it's just incredible. I used to work with the Chinatown Chamber of Commerce, but with uh, this uh, neighbor, uh, the Chamber of Commerce Andersonville, it's incredible. The team was so supportive. I remember uh, before we opened, I came in to meet Joelle and uh, Nick, it Nick, was Nick, Nick. And since I met first meeting, they st- it, they they helped me every step of what I whatever I needed, and I just uh, incredible in terms of marketing and um, you know advice on situations and do our logos everything every step. But then then Sarah came on board and uh, was in touch with me, told me which programs um, the government have we can apply for little uh, grant for the. Outside, uh, yeah, facade. So I, I feel very um, 
are uh, uh, appreciative for all the things that the chamber has done with us. Without neighbors as supporter, without you, we would not be today. <laughs> the success we have today. Thank you, Julia. That was so nice of you. And we, we love having you here. And I know we're all frequent diners in one way or another. Um, so yeah, we look forward to a long history ahead of pasta and risotto and wonderful meatballs. Julia, you've been a big supporter of the Neighborhood Black Club here, the WFCW. Do you want to, I'm sure Randy and Matt will be listening to this podcast. Do you want to say something special about them and, and how much support and love they've shown you over the years? Yeah, the neighborhood, I would say I was surprised when we opened in December 17, 2016. That night is blissed cold, snowing, windy. Uh, we just had a soft opening, no advertisement, nothing. But we ended up having people walk in in that cold weather, 76 covers that night. Even we didn't have liquor license. That shows how supportive of this people live in that in the neighborhood, especially around two blocks away because they've been, say, we've been watching you every day. And finally, it opened, even cold day, we don't care where we come. So these people, it's like my friend, my neighbors, I see them twice, three times uh, a week. So I feel very, um, I would say, very touched by them and their enthusiasm. And um, so that's what I, I, I remember. The first call was in August before we opened and called by Block Club and answering the question. They were asking me, <laughs> what are we going to serve? What's the price point? They were very concerned about the, about the price point because the uh, canteen, uh, what's the other place with the Mexican restaurant? Down the block was closed down. That's, they said, do you have a uh, concern? I said, yes, I, we did a lot of research. So our concept would be different with tailored to the neighborhood people. It's not a bring into the downtown or high end or kind of clientele. So, and um, then we discussed, I get together with the um, Vice President of Shirley, and she gave me a lot of good advice uh, in terms of the price point with the cocktails, what cocktail will be uh, a, a welcome bubbling <laughs> things will be welcome to the neighborhood. Then uh, Randy, the president, said, you have to do the happy hour. That's we do happy hour every day, uh, seven days a week. I think that's uh, really a key key successful point for bringing the people, gathering people, and they surround, we were surrounded by these kind of neighborhood people, our friends. That's how I feel. And then I want to give back to the club, uh, block club, that sort of, Every year we're hosting that holiday party brunch for all of the, our neighbors. So Bar Roma participated in Chicago Restaurant Week and is also currently participating in Andersonville Restaurant Week through March 3rd. Can you speak to the menus that you curated for both? The Chicago Restaurant Week menu, I think, was a $36 um, three-course menu. And what we did was uh, we started out everybody with a uh, cream of tomato basil soup with a uh, fresh mozzarella bruschetta. And then they had, uh, help me out, Julia, they had choices in the first course. Choice was bruschetta. Um, choice, choice was either bruschetta, which was uh, three tomato bruschetta and three black olive topknot. The soupli, which was the uh, mushroom, uh, mushroom risotto croquettes, stuffed with fontina cheese. And the third option was, I want to say a mixed green salad. So they had choice of those th three. And then the uh, pasta course was either 
pappardelle pasta, a pork chop, cacio pepe, or salmon. So we have four choices on that. And then for dessert, they had choice between tiramisu or affogato. Um, the problem with that, this is Chicago Restaurant Week. Now we're going to do Anderson's Restaurant Week. The problem with the Chicago Restaurant Week is we gave them too many options. So we're going to simplify things this year for Anderson's Restaurant Week. It's going to be four-course menu for $30. Everybody's going to have a winter vegetable minestrone, uh, which is going to include uh, borlotti beans, kale, potatoes, uh, and shell pasta. So everybody's having a winter minestrone soup. For their pasta, everybody's going to have cacio pepe pasta with choice of one meatball. Uh, for their entree, we're going to have chicken parmesan served with wilted bitter greens with garlic. Bitter greens will be rapini, spinach, and kale sautéed with olive oil and garlic with the uh, chicken parmesan on top, a little provolone mozzarella cheese on there, and red sauce. And then for dessert, everybody's going to have warm panettone bread pudding with vanilla ice cream. Those will be the four-course menu for $30 this year. That is an incredible deal. So if you haven't made it out to Bar Roma yet for Andersonville Restaurant Week, you still have time. And Chef, you offer brunch as well. Can you tell us more about the brunch menu? Uh, yes, for brunch, we're open on Sunday from 1030 to 2. Uh, what we offer is a sh- unlimited champagne uh, mimosa brunch, which includes any entree and uh, champagne drinks. A little bit about the brunch menu, we offer a... Uh, uh, a, a tiramisu French toast, which is served with the coffee anglaise, uh, eggs benedict uh, with smoked salmon, spinach, or the traditional. Um, obviously, eggs any style. We do a BLT, and uh, we also offer the uh, carbonara pasta, rigatoni pasta with the poached egg and the uh, pancetta cream. Um, but yeah, brunch is always a lot of fun. Um, great, great vibe music, and it's a great deal for $24 champagne drinks. Yes, and the, with the then especially in the the weather's nice, and we have a patio open uh, around the, the end of uh, May or j- beginning of the June, depending on the weather. It's beautiful, and uh, the for brunch people just walking the dog and sit by this patio site. Well, chef, what advice would you give to up and coming students studying culinary arts? Great question. Love the question. I get it very often. Um, it depends on who's asking and how honest you want the answer to be. I went to culinary school right out of high school when I was 19 years old, and I'm super glad I did. I got a scholarship from my high school, all of $1,000, which paid for maybe my knife kit at the time to go to culinary school. Um, but I think more importantly, but the problem with culinary schools these days is they're graduating too many students. There's not enough, there's not enough jobs for all the chefs they are graduating. And then they want to be chefs out of culinary school, but they haven't been a cook yet. This is the problem with young culinary students today. So my advice would be work in a restaurant first, maybe two or three. Work in a great restaurant. You will see the hours are long. The, the uh, conditions are awful. They're hot. You're going to work every holiday there is, and your days off will not be on your friend's or partner's day off. So with all that being said, really consider your career choice. Um, But I would say, yes, go to culinary school if you can afford it. Uh, It is super expensive like any college is, but more so just go and work in restaurants first to make sure it's what you really want to do. And Julia, similarly, um, what advice do you have for up-and-coming entrepreneurs who are looking to open their own restaurant? Uh, I want to say, 
you know, after retired from Citibank, I said, I'm not really retired. When when I run in this restaurant, I, I really feel that physically uh, it's very challenging. Um, you know, it's seven days a week. At beginning, we all work seven days a week, the long hours, and no holidays off. I Right now, I don't go to any holiday parties, dining out with friends. It's different. So it's, but a chef said it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. I feel a sense of accomplishment and uh, fulfillment. Now, in terms of um, if we were looking for developing business, uh, you know, at my age, I, I, I would say I like to look for the business that will be grow um, um, vertically in instead of a horizon, which that by that means if we do horizon, we keep opening the restaurant. And the vertically, I want to just develop a business growth and on based on this place. So right now we um, we try to uh, sell the meatballs in the boxes. If you see the cooler by the restaurant, that's we packaged and like a to go. Then we also try to develop a more catering kind of business based on. Otherwise, if you keep opening the restaurant, you don't have a strong team. I. I have been with a uh, commercial bank as a senior VP for 18 years. So I see a lot of businesses failed because grow too fast and didn't have a, a strong foundation, just expanding, expanding, and end up firing the bankruptcy. That's what I do not want to happen to Baroma. So we kind of try to develop the business in the vertical direction. So see if we can bring the meatball to the market as kind of retail sale. And uh, that's, uh, that's the first step that's in my thoughts, I'm thinking. So it seems like you two have a really great working relationship. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like to work together, how you were introduced? Yeah, no, uh, the other one key that I think the key success for the restaurant because of the whole team and I, uh, of uh, uh, Chef Fred and I met him uh, three years ago when we was uh, scouting for a chef and he used to work for Howard's restaurant Gioco eighteen years ago, twenty years ago he was executive chef at Gioco, and Howard told me now she is working in the downtown restaurant. You know, we can visit him, see if he'll be interested to to joining us. I remember that. We sat down. He ser- First dish he served me was fresh seafood. I, I just loved it. Second is black ink uh, pasta with the seafood. I said, oh, he's hired. If, as long as he will work, you know, he likes to be on board. So since then, and he helped us um, consulting uh, the menus, create the menus. Then we scouting for the food. We went to New York a couple of times, um, just eating out all the Italian restaurants, try to figure out the, what's the concept. The key is how it said meatball is hot in New York. So we we tried all the meatball in New York. We, then we came back, and uh, Howard said, should we go to Rome? I said, no, we don't have the budget. As far as you can go, it's New York again. So Chef and uh, Howard went to New York again and tried all the Roman, uh, uh, the Italian restaurant based on Roman cuisine. Then we created this very unique uh, uh, um menu. I think the menu is very important, but uh, the more important is the people you work with. And I really feel Chef is like my partner. We work very well. Sometimes I got lost and um, he always guided me because I'm kind of still 
and mature in this industry. So a lot of things I needed to learn. And, and also he's te- helping me speak proper English. <laughs> that's, that's sometimes we have fun about that. So then also he taught me a lot of words in terms of, uh, you know, in the, in the food ingredient and uh, training me. So it's, it's kind of he's mentoring me in the way I feel. So we have, uh, I think I, I want to say we have good chemistry and we respect each other. It's very important. Well, now we've reached the point in our show when we ask our guests which Andersonville business they would like to work at for one day and why. I would like to work in the magic lounge for one day. That is, yeah, that was fun. That was when magic lounge was opened across the street from us. I was just amazed because I remember three years ago when we come down to the south of Forster, it's so quiet, nothing happening. So since we opened a Baroma Magic Lounge, and now you look the south of Forster, it's really, it's a different scene. So uh, then I went to the, my first magic show in the Magic Lounge. I was so amazed. Then as like a little child, I'm in charge. So that's the place I would like to work one day. Yeah, I should, I should have gone first with the question because Julie took my answer. I would love to be a magician for the day. Um, but on my days off with my girlfriend, we always love to go to Auntie Prima. Great Italian restaurant would be my other place to work for the day. I uh, love Hop Leaf as well. Wouldn't mind drinking beer all day. Um, but those are the spots that I choose in Andersonville. Well, thank you, Chef and Julia, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Bar Roma, please visit barromachicago.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.